Because of Amitabha's virtue, the rebellious and evil are also admitted to the Western Pure Land. Gain understanding of these teachings through practice and obtain concrete benefits. Pure Land School Chant the Buddha's name ten times to proceed to the Western Pure Land. The Pure Land School teaches the recitation of the name of Amitabha Buddha, the Buddha of the Western Pure Land. Amitabha Buddha was once a monk of the Dharma Realm Treasury. The Bhikshu made 48 vows and practiced various great conducts for an infinite number of Kalpas to create the Pure Land. An infinite number of Kalpas ago, this Bhikshu was a wheel-turning king during the Kalpa presided over by a Buddha called World at Ease King. The Bhikshu heard the Dharma from World at Ease King and asked the Buddha to show him 21 billion Buddha lands and let him choose one freely. After contemplating for five kalpas on the blueprint of his western pure land, the bhikshu then practiced great conducts in accordance with his 48 vows, thereby creating and adorning his Buddha land for delivering all sentient beings. By transferring to the western pure land the merits gained from practicing the six paramitas and from performing various good deeds, all sentient beings can be reborn in the very same place. Even if you chant the name of Amitabha Buddha, you will fulfill his 18th vow. The Buddha recitation sect is also known as the Pure Land School, where the focus is on chanting the Buddha's name. This practice stems from the 18th vow of Amitabha Buddha. Sentient beings who have heard his name and chanted sincerely and joyfully ten times will succeed in being reborn in the Western Pure Land. We are not talking about one day or seven days of chanting here. The Buddha speaks of Infinite Life Sutra and the Treaty of Rebirth in the Western Pure Land describe attaining this goal by just chanting once. These teachings are unfathomable to many. Even Dharma masters who have not researched and studied the principles of the Pure Land School cannot accept these teachings readily. These teachings are a special Dharma door for people from all walks of life regardless of their capacity. Even those who have committed innumerable sins can be reborn in the Western Pure Land if, before they die, they encounter a good teacher from whom they hear the titles of sutras and the name of the Buddha. Every recitation of the Buddha's name works towards alleviating one's karmic hindrances. For those who have done bad things, upon hearing these teachings, if they can believe them wholeheartedly and devote themselves to reciting the Buddha's name, they can also be reborn in the Western Pure Land. These teachings are clearly and unambiguously stated in the sutras. We can carry the negative karma of the mind or thoughts to the Western Pure Land, but not the negative karma of speech and actions. So why is it possible for those who have committed the five cardinal offenses and the ten unwholesome deeds, the worst crimes associated with speech and actions, to go to the Western Pure Land? The answer lies in the greatness and magnanimity of the Pure Land School. Can those who have committed the worst crimes encounter a virtuous mentor before they die? Even if they come across such a person who can educate and enlighten them, can they summon up faith? If they don't believe the teachings, then the effort to guide them will be in vain. 
Although a person might have committed the worst crime of the five cardinal offenses and the ten unwholesome deeds, which cannot be completely repented in the time span of ten thousand Buddha births, he might have planted deep, good roots in past lives. Perhaps in this life, an encounter with a certain bad cause and circumstance led him astray. But due to the good roots planted in the past, upon hearing the correct dharma from a virtuous mentor, he will repent and be admitted to the Western Pure Land by the immensely compassionate Amitabha Buddha. Why should such a person be admitted? Although he committed evil deeds, if you take him to the Western Pure Land, he can be reformed there. After attaining Buddhahood in the future, he can deliver infinite sentient beings. If you refuse to accept him and instead let him go to hell, then after enduring punitive sufferings, he will be reborn as a human. With his bad karma, he will commit more bad deeds. How will anyone benefit from this? There is a common saying, transform the thief into a good person. This is the highest form of teaching. If you kill a bad person or a thief, our country suffers a loss, doesn't it? If you transform a bad person into a good one, he can turn around and benefit others. There is another common saying. It is worth more than gold to have a bad, estranged son repent and come back. It is hard to explain all the causes and effects with just a few words. The Buddha Dharma covers karma of the three periods of time, past, present, and future, which only the Buddhas can understand thoroughly. We, as human beings, do not fully understand the karma of the three periods of time. We often encounter events that we feel are unreasonable and unfair, but everything has its causes and effects. There is a reason behind everything. If there is no reason, then why do events take place? Good karma comes from good causes and conditions, and bad karma comes from bad ones. If we stop the evil causes and conditions and generate the good ones, then good effects and rewards will follow. During the times of the Buddha, there was no other Dharma door that would welcome those who had committed the five cardinal offenses and the ten unwholesome deeds. Only Amitabha Buddha can help these people, as indicated in the saying, Of all the Buddhas in the ten directions and the three periods of time, Amitabha Buddha is number one. He has infinite virtues and delivers sentient beings via the nine lotus grades. When reborn in the Western Pure Land, the bad people will be in the lowest grade. Even if that is the case, they will only cultivate good merits and commit no evil deeds in the Western Pure Land. After spending twelve great kalpas inside a lotus bulb, they will completely eradicate their negative karma. When the lotus flower blossoms, they will see the Buddha and cultivate only good deeds. We who recite the Buddha's name should remember this. Proceeding to the Western Pure Land with negative karma is contingent on having good roots. There is another saying, The poor and the rich should not be compared against each other. The rich can squander a lot of money without feeling a pinch while the poor have trouble paying their bills. Like someone standing at the edge of a cliff or walking on thin ice, 
the poor live a life of fears, constantly worrying about whether they can make ends meet. Can the poor spend extravagantly? No, they cannot. Why can't the rich and poor live the same life? Because one is poor and the other is rich. If a person who has committed the five cardinal offenses and the ten unwholesome deeds can be reborn in the western pure land and be accepted by Amitabha Buddha, it is because he or she planted deep good roots in past lives. So we must diligently and carefully uphold the precepts. Even if we do this, we fear that we do not accumulate enough merits. Would you dare to slack off? If you do, you won't be going to the Western Pure Land. We should evaluate our own capacity and nature. I often say it is not a big deal if you do not know others well, but it is a pity if you do not know yourself and your strength and if you have no shame. We must remain humble and constantly reflect on our own shortcomings. Our master Inguang called himself a constantly repenting monk because he often reflected on his own shortcomings. He was diligent in his practice and dared not slack off. This is why he became a great patriarch. He certainly went to the Western Pure Land in the highest lotus grade. Although we go to the Western Pure Land with negative karma, only karma of our mind but not our bodies is admissible. This is like an unhealthy body that cannot withstand a fall. If we are physically weak, it would be difficult for us to get up after a fall. A person with a strong, healthy body can immediately bounce back up. People have different karmic roots, just like we are all in different physical conditions. The greatness of the Pure Land Dharma door is that we can go to the Western Pure Land with our karmic hindrances even if we have not severed our greed, anger, and ignorance. There, both the secular and the sacred share the same land. Even an arhat who is no longer attached to greed, anger, and ignorance still has delusions. What kind of delusions? They are called delusions as numerous as dust particles in sand. The Buddhist teachings often mention the three types of delusions delusion of views and thoughts, delusion of dust motes, and delusion of ignorance. We, as lay people, have delusion of views and thoughts. Our hats have delusions of dust motes. These delusions obstruct one's bodhi resolve and thus the path of delivering all sentient beings. Why? because the arhats realize that the vexations of sentient beings are as numerous as the dust particles of the universe and the grains of sand in the sea. How would you go about delivering sentient beings with such negative karmic hindrances? What virtues and blessings can be employed to do such work? So, the arhats do not dare to try. Because of delusions as numerous as dust particles in sand, Practitioners of the two vehicles are hesitant to make such determination. If they realize that such delusions are temporary, empty manifestations created and destroyed according to karmic causes, they will understand the reasoning and then form the Bodhi resolve to deliver all sentient beings. The delusions of ignorance are those of Bodhisattvas.
Ignorance means that one's prajna wisdom has not been revealed and the fact that the true aspect of prajna lies in the middle way has not been understood. If you have not understood the truth, have not revealed your prajna wisdom and thus your fundamental wisdom, then how can you cultivate the wisdom of differences? One is said to have the wisdom of differences when one realizes that sentient beings have different capacities and tendencies, and that different deliverance methods should be employed. When the delusions of ignorance and the other two delusions have been eradicated, one attains Buddhahood and gains complete wisdom. So how does one gain complete blessings and virtue? To do this, one must deliver all sentient beings. Blessings come from delivering all sentient beings. Wisdom comes from your contemplation of the empty nature of all phenomena. Although blessings and virtues come from delivering all sentient beings, you also need prajna wisdom. What is prajna wisdom? If one practices all good laws without making distinctions between oneself and others, one will attain anuttara samyak sambodhi. If you make distinctions between yourself and others, then your cultivation will lead to rewards of being reborn as a human being or as a heavenly being. On the other hand, practicing without making such distinctions is the cause for attaining Buddhahood. There are different levels of cultivation. Gain understanding through practice to obtain concrete benefits. Do you all want to study Buddhism? Don't just study it. Studying without practice is useless. If you do research and practice, then the deeper your research is, the wider the Dharma door of your practice will be. Studying without practice yields nothing. Not only should you understand Buddhist principles, you should also follow the Buddha's example. Once you have grasped the teachings of the Buddha, you should emulate the Buddha's actions your knowledge then becomes useful. Well-educated people should pay attention to this. Well-educated people often have a common pitfall in that they only like to do research, seek knowledge, and ask questions. Analogously, we can do research to discover all the vitamins in food and how they help make us healthier and more energetic. However, if you don't eat, won't you starve to death? This example is to help you understand that Buddhist studies entail making a vow to cultivate and practice. One must reflect on one's shortcomings and practice sincerely without baseless desires and arrogance. Nowadays, graduates of the Agricultural Sciences program understand farming techniques after obtaining their degrees. However, if one does not farm, one will not have any harvest. In comparison, the son of an old farmer in a rural area has been helping his dad with farm work since he was little. Although he has never learned to read and may not even know how to write his own name, he knows how to do all the farm work, plowing and tilling the fields, soaking seeds to germinate them, seeding and weeding. He can do everything in the fields. With an undergraduate degree, you understand all farming knowledge, but does that mean that you will have a good harvest? 
If you decide to plow and till the fields, you must be able to withstand the sun, wind, and rain. Under the sun, you will have to farm diligently, remove the weeds, and irrigate the fields. Only when you can do these tasks well will you be able to solve the basic problem of survival. You might say, I am a graduate of agricultural sciences. I've got my bachelor's degree. You, poor farmer, cannot even recognize a single word. A farmer might be pitiful because he cannot read, but he has a stable and secure life and has everything he needs. Because he has harvests, he is able to support his parents and children. As a university graduate, what will happen if you don't put the knowledge you have gained into actual practice? You all know the answer to this question. With this example, the principles are very clear. We are now here participating in a seven-day retreat and reciting the Buddha's name. You don't need to insist on seeking comprehension right away. Once you start practicing, you will be able to understand the most complicated principles. What principles do you need to understand now? You need to understand how to recite with utmost diligence and respect. If you can overcome all obstacles and withstand hardships to prostrate the Buddha, meditate in the lotus position, kneel, and overcome the three karmic hindrances of the mind, speech, and body, then even if you don't step out of the Buddha recitation hall, you will surely go to the Western Pure Land, become a Buddha, and be able to solve all problems. Gaining merits this way is better than following any great venerable masters. This Dharma door, elucidated by our venerable patriarch Ing Wong, is really the best.